Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's time for Next Gen Friday. We are so excited about the future of our fellowship that we highlight the 40 and under pastors of CFM. We hope you are inspired by the deep bench of pastors and leaders coming up around the world. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, amen. If you turn to Luke chapter 9, verses 23 through 25. Amen. We're on a time limit, so I got a good two-point sermon. I left out the third point, so no hope this morning. So, <laughs> Got a real barn burner, so we'll, we'll, we'll get through it, okay? Luke chapter 9, verse 23 through 25. And the text this morning, amen, this is Jesus, amen, and he speaks these powerful words. He said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. Daily and follow me, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and himself is destroyed or lost? This past Monday, we celebrated Memorial Day, and our nation has a rich history. And through the, uh, from the Revolutionary War to the current conflicts we see overseas in Afghanistan and Iraq, we've lost over a million patriots, Americans, who have given their life for this nation. And that's pretty profound when you really begin to think about uh, the sacrifice that has been laid down and given for our freedom. And there was a patriot by the name of Nathan Hale. And he made this statement, and he was in the Revolutionary War, that his only regret that he had one life to lose for his country. You begin to think about that and encompass that statement and what he's saying. That he found a cause worth living for and dying for. And that his regret was that he wished he had more lives to give for it. And that's powerful. And these men answered the call, and they considered the freedom of this nation worth dying for. They found a purpose in defending that flag. But I want you to consider with me for a moment what Jesus is presenting to this crowd and to his disciples and to you and I this morning. When he makes this statement, let him deny himself and take up his cross. Let me thank God for the purpose that we have in the cross. Amen. And consider with me this moment and this morning that what we have in Jesus Christ and what we have the opportunity in bearing this cross is that there is no greater cause. Amen. There is no greater cause this morning than to bear the cross of Jesus Christ. And so let's look at taking up the cross, the weight of the cross. Now, Mark chapter 15, verse, uh, tw- verses 21, you find the story of Simon the Cyrene, who's called to bear the cross for Jesus, literally, as he's going to be crucified. And the cross, they estimated, probably uh, weighed uh, over 300 pounds. You know, it's pretty uh, weighty, heavy. You know, you'd imagine bearing that and traveling with it. And then you think about the condition Jesus was in, being beaten, whipped, torn apart. Well, here Simon is called to join Jesus and carry that cross with him. The history of the crucifixion, right, in our, in our 
you know, Western culture and especially in the American uh, church culture, you know, we wear, people wear their crosses and it's a decoration. And we like to, to you know, they, they put it all over stuff, right? You see it all over the place. We've kind of lost our idea of what the cross really is and what it meant. The, cru- the crucifixion was invented by the Persians in 300 B.C. and developed during the Romans' times into a punishment for the most serious of criminals. And it was a form of brutally destroying somebody. It was a brutal means of killing the human flesh. And it was a man, uh, a man who walked out of a, a city when the Romans would crucify people. They walked out of that city with a cross. They weren't coming back. If you went outside that city, if you were to be crucified, a lot of times the Romans would simply just crucify you to a tree. They would leave your body low enough where the animals could come and eat your flesh. Uh, uh, when you were uh, crucified, you, have no, you had no more will. Right? You were crucified to that cross or to that tree. You were a public display. And it was a brutal means of destroying somebody. And so in our text, and you also find it in Mark 8, this story, verse 34, it says Jesus summoned the crowd with his disciples. So imagine a group of people, and, and here Jesus is speaking to them. And he says to them, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross. Now the people, they know what the cross is. They know what that means. Right? They're not thinking of some little necklace that you wear across your neck or a tattoo you might have on your arm, but they've seen people crucified. They know what that means. They know that it's a reproach, right? It's a public display of, humilia- of being humiliated. And so they know what it means, and it's a brutal means of destroying them. And so they hear this, and Jesus does not shy away of the reality of this calling. And thank God that he doesn't, amen? He says, if you want to follow me, it's going to cost you everything. You're going to have to pick up your cross. In Matthew chapter 7, again, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is preaching and he speaks of the difficult way, right, that leads to life. Jesus, uh, again, Luke 14, 25, he speaks of counting the cost. John 6, he speaks of eating my flesh and drinking of my blood. And we know in John 6, 66, many of his disciples at that point turned away. So this is too hard of a teaching. We can't do this. In Matthew 19, the rich young ruler, Jesus says, sell all and follow me. The young man comes before him, says, is there anything that I lack? Right? He had the moral, he had, uh, was keeping the commandments. His view of Christianity was just morality, just keeping good morals, which a lot of the church world, that's all it is today. Right? They preach a gospel with no cross. And when Jesus presents this reality... And I want you to deny yourself, give it up, and follow me. The Bible says he walks away sad. And I love how Jesus makes an appeal to us to follow him, amen? Because this, this is how he's making his appeal. He doesn't do it like most of the church world would approach it today, amen? Right? His means of telling people to follow him, it's very, it's like, wait, you're going to tell them to, to crucify, deny the flesh, to crucify yourself, to pick up your cross? Right, one of the reasons I joined the Marine Corps when I joined the Marines at the age of 18 is because of the appeal of this purpose, this cause of fighting for our nation. I had to go see the other recruiters. You know, the Army was trying to give me money. They said, hey, we'll give you, you know, this much money. Sign up. We'll give you a signing bonus. I was too dumb to join the Air Force, so I couldn't do that. But the Marine Corps, they were straight up. 
Right? If you ever seen uh, they had that old advertisement post, uh, poster, the guy kind of looks like Pastor King, but we didn't promise you a rose garden, a big old mean face. That appealed to me. They said, hey, you know, join the Marines. We'll give you a, a, a lanyard for your keys. I'm like, man, I'm in. <laughs> but, it, no, listen, I was in because they weren't trying to make an appeal like, hey, we're going to promise you. No, no, no. They said, you want to be a part of a great cause? Join the Marines. We get all the leftover equipment from the Navy, right? They say, you know, we live for a cause, and that appealed to me. And so here we find Jesus, amen, making this call to follow him. And you see, he's making no appeal to the flesh. The church world today appeals to the flesh. I flew into uh, Jacksonville Airport yesterday. You go downstairs to get your baggage claim, and they had all these monitors on the, the wall, and they're advertising, you know, different stuff. But one of them is one of the local churches in the area, you know, and it's all fancy and whatever. Come, you know, praise and worship with us today. It's got the smoke and the lights and whatever for their praise and worship. And it has a statement that got to the guy up there, you know, speaking. And it says dynamic speaking, right? They can't even say dynamic preaching because they don't, you know, probably going to offend somebody or whatever. But They're making all these appeals to the flesh. And that's what you see by and large. We got great programs or we got daycares for you. We can do this for you. We can give you food. But Jesus' call is that of one to absolutely destroy self, will, and flesh. The issue is that our flesh hates the cross. That really is where the issue is. Our self-will in our flesh hates the cross because a man on a cross has zero rights. And by and large, this is what we see in the church world today is a Christianity that costs nothing. And a faith that costs nothing is worth nothing. And a cross that does not require sacrifice, a cross that requires no commitment because you cannot have commitment and sacrifice. They go hand in hand, Amen. Commitment and sacrifice go hand in hand. You show me somebody that's committed, you'll see their sacrifice. Or you see somebody that's, that's sacrificed, you'll see they're, they're committed. Right? And, and so by and large, what we see in the church world today or Christianity is a, a, a church world that hates sacrifice and they hate commitment. Or they like the idea of commitment, but they hate the sacrifice part. So you'll see people commit, but they never, it never follows through. It never pans out because when the sacrifice comes... Their flesh says, oh, I don't want that. I don't want that part of the cross, or I don't want that in my life. So look at our culture, right? It's no wonder we see it in the church today, because our culture, our culture hates sacrifice and commitment, right? The guy I was flying on the plane with yesterday, uh, he was terrified of flying. We were flying from Chicago to Atlanta, and he, you know, he was just, just wanted to talk because just to keep his mind off the plane. You know, he thought we were going to crash and burn and we were all going to die and everything. But I was talking to him, and he made a very light comment in the conversation. He's been married for, like, 14 years, but made some comment where he got in a spiff with his wife. And I'm like, oh, man, just keep fighting it through. You know, I was witnessing to him. I said, you know, you're married, you know, fight for your marriage. He said, oh, no. He said, I'm done with this one. He said, I'm trading her in. I'm done. I'm getting a new wife. I said, what about your vows, bro? Like, did you not make a vow to this woman, a commitment? I said, the vows are for the hard times. But what he's saying is, I don't want to sacrifice. Right? But that's the culture we live in. 
Most people don't even want to get married anymore. Why marry? Why commit? Because well, there's going to be sacrifices. Forget it. But that's our culture. Right? Sports today. I grew up a huge Cal Ripken Jr. fan. My brother was committed to the Orioles. Right? Now these guys, they sign these big contracts. They're committed when they're signing those contracts, when they're getting those bonuses. But as soon as rough water comes, they're like, hey, I'm out. Hey, send me to a new team. Trade me whatever. We see this all over our culture. Our iPhones, our, our, our technology today, right? This is a lot of this stuff that these kids and people and just our culture, it's all instant gratification. It's all uh, uh, from Netflix to YouTube to television to Internet. It feeds our instant gratification. No denying of self. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. And so what this is doing, and do not be mistaken that this is the strategy of hell, because hell knows the reality of the cross. Hell knows that a man or woman who bears the cross, that dies to self, is a dangerous weapon in the hands of God, and our fellowship is an example of that. We have flags on these walls, men and women in these churches and representing churches, because men and women have carried the cross. So the devil knows, Romans 12, 2a says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. The, the one who does the forming of the patterning of this world, who makes the mold for this world, is the devil. Right? And so the mold of this world is to make a people or a culture of one who hates sacrifice. A culture that is very narcissistic, that only thinks about self. A culture that is in love with instant gratification. Because then when it seeps into the church, when it seeps into the hearts of men and women of God's people, when it comes to picking up your cross daily, that appeal of the flesh is to say no. I don't want to sacrifice anymore. I don't want to give up anymore. Whatever the case may be. But we can get practical and we should this morning. Because when the true gospel goes forth or when your heart is stirred for the things of God, the problem is, is if this, this gets on us. This is why Jesus in our text, he says, pick it up daily. Right? He didn't say a one-time, you know, deny self daily. He's saying this. 
because he knows this is of the world and this spirit is always going to be trying to get on us. So let's get practical. How do you know if you're bearing your cross? It's going to hurt the flesh. Right? It's going to hurt the flesh. Right? It's, it's Saturday. We got Sunday tomorrow. Then after that, we're all going home. Monday morning is what? Monday morning prayer. Right? It's never, it, it doesn't get easy waking up at zero dark 30. Whatever time you have to wake up to go to morning prayer before you go to work. What are you doing? You're denying, you're crucifying your flesh. Very practical. But that's a picture picking up your cross daily. Giving, offerings. We do offerings every service in our churches, amen? And thank God for that. That basket goes around. Giving of your finances and resources, tithes, offerings, sacrificial giving, it's crucifying the flesh. It hurts the flesh. Going to church, ministry, serving others, your family, your marriage, standing for what is right. It's witnessing to this kid, he's our waiter at a restaurant, and he was going to school, and a liberal school. He's all, oh, I'm a Christian, this, that. And I said, well, you know, what do you do in regards to your professors and all? He's like, I just do what they tell me to do. I just go along with this stuff. I don't say anything. Why? Because he wants good grades. But the di- denying the flesh, right, picking up your cross is making a stand. What an opportunity to preach amongst your peers, to set yourself apart, right? Bearing your cross, standing for what is right, witnessing Right? Witnessing the spirit of fear will come upon you. The, 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 the flesh wants to reserve itself. It doesn't want to. The, that spirit's coming against you. But when you step out and you witness, you engage, you testify, you're crucifying the flesh. You're picking up your cross daily. Your vocation, not vacation. That is your personal calling. Our men who preach in our churches. Men are preaching this morning. This isn't this was, this was, they're doing this because they were called, amen? My dream from when I was eight, or from eighth grade uh, to when I joined the Marines was to be a Marine. That's what I was going to be. That's what I was going to do. That was my dream. That was my plan. That was my will. And then I got saved, and God called me, right? And I realized, I got the revelation. It's not about your will, Seth. It's about my will. Christ calls us this morning to bear our cross, to go down the road less traveled because he loves us and he cares about us. Because the reality of not bearing your cross has dire consequences. Jesus says, whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and in himself is destroyed or lost? So Jesus makes it very clear. Right? If we do not pick up our cross. If we give in to the flesh, it will destroy us. And not only us, but others. And we need to, amen, continue to bear our cross. Second Timothy 4.10, it says, For Demas, because he loved this world, he deserted me. This is Paul speaking. And Demas is one who once bore the cross, but he put it down. Because the love of this world, because this spirit is active. These end time days, this antichrist spirit, it is active and it's trying to get you and I to put down the cross. So let's look at a cross worth bearing this morning. So what would you compel or how would you compel anyone to bear a cross, of the cross of Jesus Christ, right? Because the true cross, as I just described through scripture, man, it's a one of sacrifice. It is one that it comes, everything it comes against your flesh. 
But how many know this morning it is a cross worth bearing, amen? And so Jesus gives the call, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. The central subject of the call to bear your cross is Jesus himself. The one you are doing it for makes it worth it, amen? When you get a revelation of who God is, it doesn't matter how heavy that cross is, amen? Romans 2.4, Paul says, Or do you not despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Right? We know Paul went through a lot of stuff. He had quite the resume. But he bore that cross willfully, gladly. He rejoiced in it. Because, man, he says, the goodness, do you not know his goodness? Because he knew who he was. He knew what he was heading towards. But he knew what Jesus Christ accomplished on that cross for him, that the goodness of God led him to repentance. You'll never understand the goodness of God until you understand the wickedness of your own heart and what Jesus Christ has done for you personally. And when he got that revelation, he said, God, I'll go through hell or high water for you, whatever. And he didn't just say that. We see it demonstrated in his life. Romans 5.8, he says, Yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul is, is my, this is personal. This is my cross to bear, and the reason I'll bear it is because Jesus Christ is the one I'm bearing it for. Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And it's like, wait a minute, because when you understand the, the true reality of the cross, how can this this yoke be easy how can this burden be light and it calls us to to the things that we're going to face the things that we're going to go through when i joined the marines listen boot camp was fun i mean i'm i'm on it like, i really I, I enjoyed it it was tough it was hard but you know why i loved it because i love the marines when you love something or you're passionate about something you don't feel the burden right my yoke is easy Right, I, I imagine, you know, Simon of Cyrene, the opportunity that he had, he literally carried the cross with Jesus. That man, I'm jealous. Right? He carried it with Christ. What an opportunity. What a privilege. It isn't it amazing how life's all about perspective, right? How you see things. First Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 1.16, I'm sorry, from 1.18, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. They look at the cross, they look at what we do, and they think we're crazy. You quit your job for what? You did this for what? You're moving to where for what? Right? You're taking off Saturdays for why? So you can go travel three hours, two hours to some city and knock on doors, tell people about Jesus? But to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. It's all, man, it's all how you see the cross, amen, this morning. And Jesus calls a daily call to deny self. He calls this to this church because the danger of allowing the flesh to live and its desires grows, right? And that's why we need to daily crucify our flesh, right? Every day we need to pick up that cross. That is why it's, it's pivotal in the small decisions, even into the large decisions, 
But in that de- daily denying, what you're saying is you're, you're crucifying that flesh so it doesn't grow where it overtakes to where your view of the cross can switch. It happened to Demas, right? We know men and women who once, once bore their cross and no longer bear it. Something happened in their heart. You know what they did? They stopped denying themselves. They stopped picking up their cross. So the practical application, amen, is we need to take up our cross daily. It's a personal call. Your cross will be different in others in regards to your vocation. If you're called a preacher, you know, at times moving, location, all those different things. But what we do as a fellowship, we demonstrate it, amen? And it's so wonderful. And this in church, I came out of religion. I grew up in Illinois. I grew up in church, but I never had this revelation. And what changed my life was coming to a church where I saw men and women bear their cross. I said, this is different. Right? I, I remember being a young convert and Antonio Ortiz when he was getting sent out to Chicago. And, and at the, he was reaching out and, man, he was helping me in that time. I was, I was like, bro, what are you doing? Why? It, did, I did, it made no sense to me. Why would you leave to go to Chicago? I'm from there, man. There's nothing good there. You know, like, it was so foreign. And then, I, you know, and as you come as a new convert, I wouldn't even probably say that time, but you'd see the flags. We're at the old building. What is this all about? You guys just put up random flags, like, you know, you just leave out some states other than others. You got some countries, like, what's this all about? You know, but then you're like, oh, you know, they, they might be giving some money to some missionary that they don't know. and some No, but then they, they explain, no, no, so-and-so got saved in this church. Now he's in, in Argentina, you know, Pastor Gunkel at that time, whatever. Oh, is somebody from actually from here? Yeah, yeah, we, we, he's our guy. And it's like, whoa, 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 You know, we got somebody in New York. You know, you know all, it's like, what? Like real people and then seeing it happen and then seeing it in the day-to-day lives, right? I was Rudy and Carmen's little mijo. I lived at their house for like a year plus. And they took me in. I said, you, get, you know, I'm just a guy in the church. Like you don't, you know. And you saw them pair their cross daily. The common, I worked for Kevin Babcock. You know, I, watching him bear his cross daily. And it showed me something. It showed me that, you know what? This is what it's all about. This is what it's to live for Christ. And the appeal of our fellowship, the greatest advertisement tool of our church is men and women bearing their cross still today, amen? We don't have to be like the, 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 the church world. God help them. We need to, amen, bear our cross because when we die, others live. Because there is no resurrection without a cross. And that is the truth. And that is the hope for every city, every nation, every person that we reach out to. That if we deny self, if we die to ourselves, if we bear the cross that Christ has called us to, there is no greater calling, no greater honor, no greater privilege. And I mean that. There is no greater privilege. And the wonderful opportunity of life is this opportunity that we have before us. To bear the cross of Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful? It's, it's, it's mind-blowing. You really begin to ponder and think about that. And I conclude this morning, we do live in crazy times. And the hour that we're living in, right, this, this world is busted and broken. It doesn't need any more religion. It doesn't need any more programs. It doesn't need, you know, fresh artists that we hear on K-Love or whatever. It still needs men and women who will bear the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's all I have this morning. Amen. Let's give God a clap offering. 
Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.